Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Life. What's up guys and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Frankie and I'm Alex and together we are FNA Van Life. This is the podcast where every week we bring you news or interviews with people from the nomadic community so that you can know what it's really like to live life on the road. And today we have some awesome guests with us. We have Lauren and Diego and their dog Kira. Yeah and we're actually live. This is one of our live podcasts so welcome to the show guys. Ooh. Hi everybody. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> So, how long have you guys been in your van? How did you get into the van? Like, right now we're in Costa Rica. How did you get all the way down here? Why don't you just, like, take us back to the start? Oh, back to the start is a, is a long story. It's okay. <laughs> we're here for a while. We have time. Okay. We, can, we can get through it. Do you want to say it, or do you want me to start? Yeah, you can start. Mm, okay. Um, I guess first, whose idea was it? Hmm... That's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I think... Like, nobody, you know, woke up one day and brought up, we should buy a van. <laughs> that never yeah, happened. Yeah. But, um... I think during I the pandemic, we started to watch more and more content of people traveling. And uh, it was the same... We didn't have a dog at the time yet. So we were looking, how do we get a dog? And uh, how do we keep traveling? And we come up together with the idea of uh, getting a van. Yeah. I think it just, like, kind of slowly crept in on us. Um, like first it was just the YouTube videos and then we started, you know, making little cardboard mock-ups of our van and then we started like creating a more life-size mock-up in our living room with, with tape and, and things like that just to, to try to imagine. And then I don't know, and then we just saw and then we, we start- just saw like a like a posting of of a Dodge Ram Pro Master that was within our budget. Well, okay. Well, we kind of started looking casually mm-hmm. for a couple months. Um, but I don't know. Like, were we really, really serious about it? Or were we just kind of like... I uh, know. We went with a flow. Yeah, we went <laughs> with a flow. So where were you guys at this time? Because obviously, uh, Diego, you definitely have an accent. Uh, you know, let, let the people know where you're from and stuff. And, and, <laughs> and same for you too, uh, Lauren. Where, let us know where you guys are from. Sure. Sure. Um, so I'm Diego. I'm originally from Italy. Uh, I moved to California in 2016. And so I was living in California for like uh, five, six years when like, I met Lauren. And uh, how about you, Lauren? Where are you from? <laughs> Where am I really from? <laughs> um, originally from the Philippines, but I lived in Canada for a few years and then lived in California for a few years where I met Diego. And then, yeah, I think we were, um, you know, at that point, 2020, we were sheltering in place at home. We were just itching to go. We wanted to get out and escape. So you guys met before 
the pandemic. And we're already like living and we're already together. living together at that point, or yeah, we we met like shortly no, before we the pandemic. No, we weren't living together. We were not living together. Yeah, but we met yeah. shortly before the pandemic. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like pandemic the year? accelerated things, so yeah. we uh, we moved in together because of the pandemic. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Just so you yeah. could spend more time together. Um. Or like because yeah. of quarantine, like uh, I think during quarantine we were moving back and forth a bit like uh, maybe spending like a couple of days at her place a couple of days at my place mm. but it's not an ideal situation for sheltering in place because of like uh, uh, roommates we didn't want to expose other people to, yeah like, i had roommates moving. he didn't have roommates at the time so we like you know it just made sense mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it does yeah. it does it makes sense mm -hmm. just, I mean, how did you guys meet like what was the where, where were you was it like online what was what how did you guys so meet? we met online and uh, uh we like to tell like uh, the first the story of a first date where basically out of the blue literally i i thought i texted laura and say hey um i'm going to this like san francisco uh, fun uh, uh, run uh do you want to come and she actually already bought the tickets herself yeah. So she's like, okay, then let's, looks yeah. like we have to meet there. It was one of those, uh, it was a 10K run, I think, and it was beta breakers. Um, so people go out there and like they put on costumes and some people are just like day drinking the whole day and not even running. They're just like walking, drinking, partying. Yeah, it's a, it's a, um, it's a running on costume, yeah. so it's quite fun. <laughs> cool, but, yeah, it's cute. That's I mean, fun. So, I, I signed up for the 10K. I wasn't, I didn't even have a costume. I was he saying, brought me it, a costume. If it is a costume thing, like, so what, you brought her a costume, what, <laughs> what was, was the costume? The costume? <laughs> yeah. And what, was it matching? Uh, yeah, no. I, I show up fully dressed in a monkey onesie. Yeah, so that, that's, that's how I first saw him. Like in a, in a monkey, monkey onesie. onesie, and you were hooked. Yeah. <laughs> I was wow. like, I was like, like, this is the monkey. The one. For me. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I gotta marry him now, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah. Whoa. laughs> and what was the costume you brought for her? Um, I so I, I had like a what was the like, um. Oh, the, How do you call it? The, the cat in the hat. The cat in oh, the hat. Oh, nice. Doctor spotted, Seuss. Yeah, I mean, yes. not spotted, striped. Yeah, the striped yeah, cool. hat. Nice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. So you were the cat in the hat. He was the monkey. Yeah. yeah. And, and then we went for a run, and she had to stick with me all the run for 10k. Yeah. So we had plenty of time to chat. Uh -huh. <laughs> cute. That's really cute. That sounds like a good time. And then so you guys moved in together. Uh, well, I guess you probably dated for a little while. Mm -hmm. How long was it before you moved in together uh, and like to get into the van like type of thing? A year. One year. Yeah. One year. About a year. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's about the same for us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why I was wondering. And then like, you start thinking about moving into a van, and then things get, you know, they start yeah. moving really quickly. And especially if you were moving in together because of the pandemic, and then mm -hmm. probably spending all of your time together because you're both yeah. working from home. So, how did that work in terms of like your jobs and remote and being in the van? Like at first, were you both kind of like working from the van, or mm -hmm. like how did it all kind of like unfold? Yeah. Yeah, well, we um, we actually quit our jobs um, before we um, seriously started working on the van. Because, um, like, when did we buy the van? We bought the van in um, September, and we were kind of just working on it casually on the weekends and not really making a lot of progress, um, especially since we didn't really know what we were doing and we were just spending a lot of time learning things. Um, so we ended up quitting. Well, I quit my job. Um, in March, um, the next year, and Diego's startup um, closed down. Stop! <laughs> Stop! Yeah, the startup. Stop! Yeah, Stop! Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, everything <laughs> happened, uh, like everything actually fit very well because um, initially we were, we bought the van before quitting the jobs. We were, at that time we were like, uh, like we really want to do this van thing. Like we want to figure it out on the way how to do it. Uh, but we were still thinking maybe we will do something like remote. Uh, we, will, we will figure it out later. Mm-hmm. And then things actually like, fell in place even better because like uh like like lauren decided to quit her job uh Mm -hmm. and uh my the company where i was working like closed shop so i was like okay that looks like a sign perfect yeah (laughs) it's a sign it was also kind of validating i guess because um we found ourselves in a unique position where we both weren't working and and also um like I was emerging from years of burnout, so I needed the rest. Um, and Diego was also kind of burned out as well. Yeah, I mean, after like um, the uh-huh. months of like sheltering in place and working yeah. from home every day. Yeah, I'm sure everyone was kind of burnt out yeah. at that point. I think so everybody at that point like wanted to get out and do something. Yeah, Especially sure. if you were following the... The rules, I guess, that were in place of like oh my God, staying yeah. inside. We were following it to the We dot. were pretty strict. So, like, <laughs> yeah. we really suffered it a lot yeah. because yeah. we were not leaving the yeah. house at some point. Our, yeah. our standard Weeks. of living actually increased when we adopted Kira because then we had an excuse to go outside and walk. Nice. Wow. Um, but, yeah, I mean, at that point, we just kind of saw it as, a, as an opportunity to take this break that we so desperately wanted and just focus full-time on on this project so I feel like you're coming from a burnout kind of situation you're tired Mm -hmm. most people think that building a van is very hard Mm -hmm. and will burn you out also and Mm -hmm. it's stressful and all of those things Mm -hmm. so how was it actually when you got to like full-time invest all of your energy into building the van and then how long did that take yeah yeah, that's uh, that's uh, so that's on point. That's a that's a great question. Um, I think it was definitely very hard building the van, and but I think that is why we are glad that at that point we ended our jobs because we could focus fully, like all the mental energy, just on the van. We mm-hmm. didn't have to juggle multiple things, mm-hmm. um, and still, and still, it yeah. it was uh, uh, very hard. But then, yeah, funny enough, like. We ended up working so much during that time, like maybe 10 to 12 hours every single day. No weekends. Like we were just like, we just poured all of our energy into the van build. And at first it was really fun because it was all these things that we're learning, we're figuring out. And I was like, you know, having such a fun time putting the the sheep wool in and like Mm -hmm. all of these things. Um, But then, I don't know, a couple months in, it just got... Like, you know, it was like round two, more yeah. burnout. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. The, the timeline for us was like, uh, first three months we were working only on the weekends because we were still having like our jobs. And then, so three months of like weekends work and then six months of like full time uh, every single day, mm-hmm. probably no weekends. Mm-hmm. So you hit this burnout spot at some point in time in your build. Uh, what was the hardest point of the build, I guess. Like, is it? It's a test of your relationship too. It's a test of many different things. Mm-hmm. But what was like the hardest situation? It could be personal. It could be physical. What was the hardest part of the van build? Mm-hmm. It could be different mm-hmm. for both of you too. You go, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> I I remember freaking out a lot about the electrical system. Um, I mean, my my background is in electrical engineering, so I mean, in theory, I knew what I was doing. Um, but I've never actually 
built anything practically. Like that was my first time building an actual electrical system mm. by myself and then, you know, crimping all the wires and putting all the connectors in myself. Um, and because of my background, I've been exposed to so many uh, safety standards. And so I, in my mind, I had all of these um, scenarios of, you know, worst case scenarios like, oh my God, like what if there was an arc here or what happens if you know this um this connector wears out and uh and a loose connection occurs and like how are we gonna fix it and, and there's just so many details and i just kind of like just my brain short-circuited at one point and i was just like you know out of out of commission for a couple days cannot compute cannot compute yeah. <laughs> system overload yeah, that, I mean that's it's funny because you're like you said your Sorry, background. I, I, think, I think she needs water. Yeah, yeah, yeah she could be thirsty. Sorry, you could just, okay um, use the tap. Yeah, yeah use that yeah, and yeah. then just open the tap. Yeah, it's there. all fresh water. Give her as much as you uh -huh. need. Our dog, our dog Kira is being whining for the last five minutes. <laughs> so their dog is a water. Siberian husky too. So. <laughs> And it's and it's fairly warm here. Uh, it's not crazy hot, but it's <laughs> like, it's warm enough to where she that feels was a stretch. it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so you got a happy dog. I feel like for a lot of things in the van, you almost have to like release your perfectionism. Correct. Yeah. Did you find yeah. that that kind of like at the end of the electrical stuff, it was like okay, this is good enough, and like we'll be fine. No, it kept going. We, I mean, that's one. I mean, I never thought I had an issue with perfectionism until the van build when I just like every single thing was like oh my god it's not perfect like things like um like painting and like sanding things down <laughs> I, I love how and you I'm looked around like, our van like wait can I find it where's something where's that's wrong no, 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 no. where is it because, because I'm just trying to look around and like see like what Yo. triggers me yeah 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 <laughs> I mean I have several of them in here like the fact that that doesn't this doesn't like line up perfectly yeah in the yeah. back area you know, yeah exactly I think we have like, the same thing like stupid yeah, things like that does. that we don't even notice anymore like we don't no. look at it we don't go you know every day looking at like oh yeah that thing doesn't Match yeah, and this thing doesn't line yeah. up. But when you're building it, you're just fixating on that one thing. And like, yeah, woodworking was particularly frustrating. Like, I was yeah. a beginner, and just things don't fit right away. And you have to kind of like, you know, you measure it three times, and then you 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 try to put everything together, and then make adjustments as you go. There, there was um, this funny thing where um, we were oh, we were building all the drawers one by one. And uh, after the first one, Lauren thought like, okay, I think I, I got the gist of it. Let me work like six drawers in a batch so that I can build like, <laughs> I can cut like the left side for six of them, the yeah, right side yeah. for six yeah. of them. I was thinking and efficiency. Trying yeah. to be efficient. Yeah. And so she worked for like a, several days, gets like six drawers ready. <laughs> and I was like, woo, I'm going to finish so quickly. <laughs> and then we finally like tried to fit these drawers into the furniture that we built like a week before. Mm -hmm. And things were all, all kind of different shapes and yeah. nothing oh, yeah. fit. Because yeah. like once you put it in, it actually changes the contour of the actual stuff because the van's not a straight square. Yes. Yeah. And then you notice that like you built them assuming all the, everything was kind of like a square and it's not like so i think you guys already named this name this podcast and i think is van life is not perfect <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean like it's it's not like <laughs> even when you're putting in the drawers and you're doing these things none of it's perfect because 
you know, everybody sees the lifestyle from Instagram, per se. Yeah. <laughs> and you think, like, oh, that's the perfect life. Yeah. That's my dream. Yeah. You know, but then you realize, like, when you're actually doing it and you're building it, you realize, man, you got to get as far away from being perfect than you can in order to, like, make it a fun process. Yeah. So, as, a, as, a, as you say, like, what saved us, uh, like, was eventually to embrace this. Mm-hmm. And uh, we... Uh, start to like uh, remind ourselves of like a Japanese word. I don't even uh, remember wabi-zab- what it is. Wabi sabi. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Which like, should be like oh god, the, the art of imperfection. Huh? It's, it's like something to do with um, uh, embracing the transient nature of things and the imperfection, the rawness of, of elements around you. It's like so imperfectly we like, perfect. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And it was like, you know, that kind of imperfect aesthetic. Uh-huh. Um, that we were like, okay, like, okay. since everything is, is, you know, messed up, that's, we might as well <laughs> embrace this new concept. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's the words? word again? Can you say it? Wabi-sabi? Wabi-sabi. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. It might be the new thing I live by. <laughs> <laughs> just just because I know how many things just, like, don't go according to plan. Yeah. And I, and I actually kind of love the fact of, like, things not being perfect. It, like, allows you to go on this journey of... of trying to get better at something you know it's mm-hmm. like surfing the other day out here you know it's uh you know you feel like you're doing pretty good but then you get mauled by a wave and you're like what what happened like how did i, how did I just get whacked by that thing but yeah you know it's just kind of life and i, I love that that's a great a great yeah. way to live well how do you say it again wabi sabi wabi sabi wabi sabi cool i like that mm-hmm. wabi sabi so diego what was the hardest part for you uh for me i think it, there was a lot of like finding like the right style of working together um, mm-hmm. because uh, one thing that I, I learned is that I am and probably Italians in general are very opinionated. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> when we build projects together, I can have a lot of opinions on how things should be done. Um, but uh, of course, it's not my project, it's our project. So we need to um, find a way to work together. and. In particular, also like the way to give feedback, because I might mean that it's our share project, uh, but the way I may I might come across when I, I propose something or I give feedback might not be the way the other person expects it. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of uh, literally a like, couple work to do on uh, <laughs> finding the right yeah. communication style, Active like a collab- <laughs> collaboration style. Uh-huh. And, these things so this was very intense and choosing the correct words i guess too because if you say like you you know rather than uh, like we mm-hmm. you know it, it yeah. makes a big difference and could like cause a um a bad feeling yeah. for the other person you know and, and and again this is like this is not like a one or two weeks projects like a couple of days this is like a seven days mm-hmm. a week project mm-hmm. for like six, six months, months. <laughs> non-stop um, so it, like you don't get any outlet uh, if like someone gets tired or needs a break uh, so it was important to learn uh, um, actually even to take breaks um, we were building the van by uh, San Diego uh, in uh, Vista uh, in California and uh, we found our balance with like basically uh, almost daily walks at the sunset uh, going back to the beach. Mm-hmm. So we would work from the morning until like uh, late in the evening because in California sunset is, is quite late. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then we would just go to the beach to rest and terminate the day and get some energy back. Yeah. Dor- like before the van build, you guys did a bunch of research like you were saying. 
did you buy any like layouts uh, that you had like a perspective like oh I think I could live this way did you purchase mm -hmm. any of those like PDFs or anything to like have an idea of like measurements and things like that um, or how they built it I, I think we bought some ebook uh, written by uh, different people uh, but we didn't buy like a specific like a layout or mm -hmm. uh, yeah. blueprint. We didn't buy gotcha. specs or anything. Would you? We... Would you if you knew that that was available? Uh, mm. it... I don't know. I don't know. I think. It, yeah, it, it depends because I feel like I mean, if if one existed that perfectly matched our requirements, mm -hmm. then. Then yeah, I think so. I, I, I think, think so. we we did some research, so there was an interest on that, but uh, we didn't find anything that at, from like the materials available before buying mm -hmm. seemed clear enough for us to be to be used. Gotcha. Yeah. We I think I tried uh, like um, some trial for like some 3D software to try to build your layout uh, with like an application, mm -hmm. and then I quickly found out like okay, this is like not my expertise. It will take me longer to learn how to use this yeah. schema, this layout, yeah. this mm -hmm. software, than not start to making it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, so that evening we uh, took like a scissor and like a tape and a bunch of like cardboard, mm -hmm. and we start mo literally modeling in scale like what the layout <laughs> will look like. Um, I think like if there was a, a layout to purchase that, you know, had all the information on what type of wood to buy and like how to cut it and things like that. I think that would have saved us a lot of time. I think so. Because mm -hmm. like we had to like kind of make everything on paper. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like Diego said, we tried to do the 3D modeling thing, but we're both super impatient. So we just kind of like sketched it real quick on paper mm -hmm. and then like started cutting wood. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> the other thing is that Lauren is very good at drawing. So um, like at some point I, I decided that like it was easier for me to ask Lauren to try to draw <laughs> whatever we were thinking like can mm -hmm. you add this furniture here can you do this can you do that mm -hmm. and she will literally draw freehand um, on, on the iPad roughly yeah. <laughs> rough sketches yeah mm -hmm. I feel like that's so helpful though I had like a notebook of like all the drawings and stuff of how mm -hmm. I wanted to because again it's like I want a cupboard I want a cupboard too how is that cupboard gonna look well it's gotta be like this <laughs> what the fuck does that mean and then like, you know <laughs> yeah. so then yeah, yeah and then this one person starts working on it and you're like that's not what i had said you yeah. know so like having it just like drawing it i feel like it's so helpful sometimes and i think uh -huh. the one thing that we did do was we drew everything out before we really started building so we really had like a good understanding of, we changed it though, we changed too. it but we had like an understanding of like these are the things that we absolutely want mm -hmm. now how do we fit them uh obviously this drawing is going to change because everything is custom so yeah. the distance from behind that chair to this area when I measure it at first is this distance, but the in order Once to fit in order to fit the toilet, the shower, this and that, or have enough ta uh, countertop, you know, mm -hmm. these are the ways that we we have to put it in, you know. Mm -hmm. So this is another interesting uh, story. Um, as the pandemic was progressing, there I had a roommate too, but the roommate that was living with me left uh, the apartment because he went to stay with his family. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden we had like a one extra bedroom that was empty. At the same time, we were also starting to receive some parts that we were starting to order, which means some we had both some parts and all of a sudden a lot of cardboard. <laughs> yeah. So we literally start to 
create like a, <laughs> a mock-up of a van inside the spare bedroom, like in real size. Yeah. So like, okay, this is going to be roughly what the shower is going to look like. Right. Uh, and we will try to enter the cardboard and so say, okay, sad. can we can we fit here? Can we sit? Please tell me you have a photo or a video of this. Oh, we can't. We, uh, we, we don't I have a picture we, of that. I thought I took a photo. We yeah, we, we looked. We, we tried. We tried to show it to some other friends when we were talking about the story, but uh -huh. we were we couldn't find the photo. Yeah. Sad, um, but yeah. So how <laughs> close were you to like feeling like it was the real thing? Hmm. Uh, I think, like, um, I mean, I have this memory where we were literally like sizing the shower pan, and we were like place it on the on the floor and try to sit inside like can mm -hmm. can this work for the toilet too can and and mm -hmm. we saw that it was kind of okay um and I, for me that was when it clicked that like uh, okay the the mock-up that we made uh, was sufficiently good nice. mm -hmm. yeah so once the van is built you can get on the road how was it you know expectation versus reality because you had been watching all these youtube videos mm -hmm. and like probably Instagram and blah 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 and then you just spent like you know the better chunk of a year building this van and now you're on the road what comes next mm. it was um I guess I wasn't really mentally prepared to be on the road I guess like we um we kind of wrapped everything up very quickly to like our the, the van build progress towards the end just kind of really accelerated um, so it didn't like you know the 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 day that we finished the sorry it's very distracting outside. yeah, it's okay. yeah. Uh, we're parked in a random parking lot yeah in it's Costa Rica it stopped yeah, yeah, yeah. of course it, you might want to open that okay. back up we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna die of like heat in here if we don't have any anything. Okay, so, so what was getting back on the road. Um, you're back okay, on the road. Um, you weren't prepared. You weren't prepared I wasn't mentally. mentally prepared. It was just like it, it just happened so quickly that yeah. uh, as soon as we finished the because we weren't really parked in our in our home, yeah. we were parked outside of a of a friend's house, and we kind of felt like we were overstaying oh, yeah. because we said that we were gonna finish it in like two months. Yeah, but you, we you, were you, like you have to know that like uh, <laughs> you have to know that by the time uh, we finish we actually okay. already terminated our lease. So we did yeah. not have a place for ourselves. Uh, yeah. And at that point we were literally staying like uh, with a friend that was like like lending us his garage for completing the build. Yeah. Um, which yeah, we were super so grateful. <laughs> yeah. But we were definitely like not in uh, like our own place. Uh -huh. uh, so as soon as the van was ready we Hit yeah. so, so that didn't really give us a ton of time to mentally prepare for for what the reality of, of van life is like um, although we have been watching several videos and you know a lot of these videos depicted remote locations in Alaska and uh, fun things like that but when we started we were just parked in like urban camping in mm -hmm. San Diego and uh, yeah the yeah. first night felt very um, I remember feeling really paranoid that um you know oh, someone's gonna see the lights and like you know we didn't make our van stealth enough etc mm -hmm. um so yeah pretty normal <laughs> things when it comes to van life if you ask me even like thinking that you're mentally prepared mm -hmm. uh, it takes living in the van and actually doing like just living mm -hmm. your life regularly out of the van in order to mentally prepare yourself i think it took us at least two weeks to a month 
before we were to mentally get like feeling good about yeah. it. Right. But yeah. I think it's like, a it's a it's a process. Like you keep uh, you need to be on the road to learn uh, to be on the road. Yeah. And mm. so. I think the the proper way to have done it would be to kind of sample van life by renting a camper van mm. prior to living in it full time. Mm -hmm. But we didn't get that opportunity. We literally just went from apartment living to bam van yeah. life. Yeah. Um, Likewise. So it was a yeah. Likewise. <laughs> Big adjustment. And I, I think the one thing about renting a van, and I think mm -hmm. it's a great idea, but I think renting a van, give you still have this ability to go home, like yeah. back to a house. So like, do you think it really would prepare you, or would there be like a period of time that you would have to rent a van for mm. before that you like feel mentally prepared for it? I don't know. I think I think. Renting is an is a good idea, like mm -hmm. first, because at least you know you you try once to like oh where do I even park at night? Yeah. Like we literally went from like we never took this one out of a driveway to okay tomorrow we have to find a place to sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so that that's uh, I think it was a it was a big jump, but uh, I mean we did it. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and then there were a lot of other things that mm -hmm. we had to adjust. Yeah. Uh, I feel like our journey was like, um, took us from like many different stages of experiencing van life uh, that uh, everybody has to go through when they hit the road because there is a lot of like excitement for the first few months. Then maybe um, for us, it was like, we really wanted to get to Alaska and the Yukon so we were driving uh, a lot. We were like every day we were driving a bit, uh, changing location, try different campgrounds. Uh, but uh, that phase also wear off eventually when you start to say, okay, like uh, maybe I reached my first destination uh, and now like this is my new reality. I don't need to chase a destination as soon as possible. I can enjoy the road more. I can enjoy mm -hmm. the journey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you went, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to hear about the journey. So basically you leave San Diego and you're kind of not sure where you're going and then you decide we're going to go to Alaska, mm -hmm. which is like probably one of the like bucket list, like if you live in a van or an RV, like Alaska is something that people like try to get to for years and they don't make it or, yeah. you know, whatever. And you guys are like, we're going. Yeah, that was yeah. our first idea. Like. Yeah. I mean, it just but, felt natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, where, where do we go? We have a Siberian Husky, let's go north. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to love that. We'll go sledding. Right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> there is also another thing to know is that when we made our original plan, we will, like, the original plan was that the van build was going to be completed in three months. Mm. Of course, that they did, did not happen. No, at all, not uh, even close. So in the original plan, we would be traveling to Alaska in like full summer to mm. enjoy, like to be able to get to Alaska, enjoy the summer there. Mm. Uh, and instead we left San Diego in uh, end of uh, July. Yeah. Um, and by the time you start to get north, it's like the, the weather starts to change. Cold, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So and when did you actually make it to Alaska? Well, we Half never day. made it to Alaska. <laughs> we didn't make it to Alaska. <laughs> uh, uh, but that was uh, not because of us. That was because of COVID. Um, we uh, did like a like a two months journey to uh, through like uh, Canada, uh, British Columbia, and Yukon, and we got to uh, the border with Alaska in uh, October. October. And. Yeah. Um, but oh, it was cold. It was it cold. Was cold. <laughs> uh, it was probably snowing. Yeah, it was snowing. But the, we but the border was still closed. driving north. Everyone else is driving <laughs> south. Like, you see everybody leaving. You're like, why is everybody yeah. going all the way? <laughs> yeah. So on, on the on the way on the way to the Alaskan border, we yeah. wanted to do the Alaskan Highway, which is like this famous road for like yeah. like every uh, van life or camper uh, person overlander wants to drive the Alaskan Highway. Um, and uh, basically for like for the last two weeks of our journey we didn't see a single car going in our direction which yeah. is north and they were like what the fuck are these guys doing and we only saw like camper vans and RVs like coming yeah, back to the US so, yeah yeah, the yeah. people in the other vans coming the other way were very confused by you two. Uh, <laughs> like, did they forget something? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to go pick up like their chairs from their last campsite. That's awesome. Yeah. So, what happened that made, stopped you from actually getting into Alaska? So, at that time, the the border uh, was the border the between land border. the land border mm -hmm. between Canada and US was still closed. Mm -hmm. But the US well, would not was, allow Canadians. It was Canadian. close to foreign nationals. I'm Canadian, so they wouldn't let me in. Mm. Um, even though at that time Canada was letting Americans in, uh, but it I don't I don't know the full picture yeah. about like the what their policy was at the time. But we just didn't make it because of border closure issues. Yeah, and we we knew it that we had this possibility, but it th those weeks were very uncertain during COVID. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Things change so quickly. Yes. Change. So we were basically driving north under the assumption that eventually things will, will have to change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, we were kind of like half hoping that it would open up by the time we get there. Were you traveling fast at this point? Were you like getting through this highway pretty quickly? Um, pretty I mean, much. Yes. Well, a lot faster than we are now. That's yeah. Like for five sure. days, seven days, two weeks to oh. make the drive. Uh, it took us a month. A month. To get uh, yes. That's yeah, but, but yeah. Yeah, a month to go through like BC, all uh, of BC and southern Yukon. Um, yeah. So we weren't yeah. like booking we weren't it. Right. <laughs> but, Our routine but, there was yeah. basically to get to a different uh, like camp, like a Canadian campground, which are mm -hmm. amazing, and like park the van, like walk, do like a even like a nice long hike with Kira, uh, and go through like forest, and then maybe drive like a two or three hours every day. Mm -hmm. So that was our routine. Nice. Um, she was probably in all her glory in that weather up there. Oh my there god, too. she was. Yes. She was living her life. <laughs> so yeah. So eventually we got to the border. We literally like uh, made a phone call to like the border agent and say, hey, like we are here. Like, can can we cross? Is there any chance you could let us in? <laughs> but yeah, the answer was a bit strict. Was like no. Like it's it's not possible to enter if you are a foreign national. So yeah. yeah, I mean, yep. <laughs> on the other side, uh, on the border with on the border between Yukon and Alaska, there is like this amazing Kluane National Park, and let, that's where we. Let we me stay ask you there. a question though. You both had residency in the states, but you weren't able to cross having your residency. I didn't have a green card. Oh, yeah, I was on a working visa, but that 
ended when I quit my job. Gotcha. So yeah, it was I was kind of in a in a gray, gray area, area. <laughs> with um yeah. Um so yeah, I oh, was well. thinking that you were oh, well. like, still retaining the citizenship at, or the residency at the time. So that's why I was a little confused by it. Yeah. But it makes total sense yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you get all the way north. You can't go to Alaska. Now how did you end up in Costa Rica? <laughs> Very well, long we, story. <laughs> well, we, we clearly could not go more north because yeah. of the border. Yeah. Also, so. it was getting kind of cold. So and, we were like... Time to go back. I'll bet the roads <laughs> were getting kind of rough. Yeah. Yeah, the roads are getting icy and snowy, and um, yeah. the, the day mm. we, the day we reached the the, the capital of the state of uh, the territory of Yukon in uh, Canada, it started to snow. Until then, we didn't see like a full day of snow, but like the day we reached Whitehorse, Yukon, started to snow, and since then we haven't seen stop. <laughs> So yeah. like it was it was snowing day after day. Yeah. We were there for maybe two weeks. Yeah, we were in there. The Yukon, something like that. And it was snowing nonstop for two weeks. We we, we went for a couple um, of hikes in the snow that Kira loved. Yeah, yeah, she was she was she was living her best life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The rest of us <laughs> were like, crazy. Oh my god! <laughs> we were like, oh, also, <laughs> also at that point. Um, so our van wasn't 100% complete. It was maybe 80% done. Mm. And one of the things that we had neglected to install prior to our trip was our heater. Um, so we didn't, we had no heater when we got to the, <laughs> to the, to White Horse. And so we had like all of our clothes on, we had our sleeping bag on while we were, while we were on our bed, like covered with all of the fabrics that we own. So the, the second um, day of yeah. White Horse, uh, that well, we, we picked a day that wasn't like the, there wasn't snow, yeah. That, yeah. that wasn't snowing. Yeah, but exactly. So mm-hmm. like the second day that we were there and we saw that the temperature were definitely not getting better. Mm-hmm. Like we made an executive decision of, of like, okay, we are going to install the heater mm. right here in this parking lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> and if it does not work, we have to go back now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it worked out very well, actually. Yeah. Like it was like a full day of work uh, <laughs> on the van in a half random day. Half, like half, half day. day. I think the urgency was a very good motivator. Yeah. And when you're yeah. cold and your yeah. hands are frozen. <laughs> At that point in time, the, the days are getting shorter really quick, too, uh-huh. because you're exactly. so far north. So, you know, it, it probably was more like a half day just because you mm-hmm. don't have the night. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Or it's but all it, night. it's all night at mm-hmm. the same point. But I don't know if you can imagine, like, like we literally had, like, the Webasto, like many other one lifers, and uh, we had the box. And we never tried. Yeah. yeah. So I watched some YouTube videos before. I knew what I was getting into. I had an idea of how to install it, but I didn't, never know. done it before. Yeah. <laughs> so I was literally like connecting the cables and said, okay, if this is going to start, good. Otherwise, <laughs> I have no idea what to do and we go back immediately. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, we connected with everything yeah. and it worked. So yeah. oh, we were able to stay there like a couple of more days, enjoy the hikes. Yeah. The heater was a game changer. Oh, it is, for <laughs> sure. Improved our lives. That's the one thing that I think that people don't realize in van life is that you could uh, make it to cold areas and be okay with the heater. Where when you make it to really hot places, it's really hard to stay cool. Yeah. It's true. That's true. Yeah. That's would you, if you could go back in time, would you have installed an air conditioner in your van? A thousand percent. Yeah. yeah. We, we think that like for... For North America is okay without uh, we we were totally okay, mm-hmm. but uh, once we cross into Central America, uh, probably like 
every other day we would kind of yeah. like thinking like man like why we didn't get like an air conditioning and yeah. I mean we know why we didn't get it it's it's very complex to install an air conditioning on a van it's very expensive uh, so it's not something that you can do on your first build probably like you, you need quite some experience on what you're doing well you could but it would probably take you an extra two more months to get the fan built on <laughs> yeah. and a lot more power at that I think it's yeah. like a minimum of basically like 800 amp hours in order to be able to run a uh, 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 AC the unit proper. for six hours yeah. um, and the other thing is that a uh, space heater you can often try to inst you can often install it later mm -hmm. trying to retrofit your build to an air yeah. heat, uh, a space heater but for an air conditioning unit it's bigger it's more complex mm -hmm. um, you have to think your build with mm -hmm. that in mind yes yeah. correct I agree. so what we kind of did was that we just tried to plan around it so mm -hmm. just plan to go to places where the temperature is comfortable mm -hmm. and that became way more challenging as we got to Central America a lot like you know most places are really hot um, so so far on our journey we've been sticking to mountain routes um, like you know we, we try to google where is the coolest climate in in Honduras for example and and we go there or we make sure that we we stay there um, for most of our time in that country um, so, so far we've been doing pretty good with that. Um, it's just like, you know, you'd have a few days where it's just, you're, you're parked somewhere, it's really hot and humid outside and you can't sleep and, uh, yeah, days like those get really uncomfortable for us and especially for our dog. Mm -hmm. Um, so we just try to get her to sit on her um cooling pad mm -hmm. try to spray her with water mm -hmm. um give her lots of water of course um but yeah so far we've been kind of just handling it yeah. managing it i think overall it just means that like you could get into winter situations and be pretty good mm -hmm. but the, the the heat is the mm -hmm. the, the harder heat, part yeah. about van life or yeah. or traveling nomadically yeah yeah Especially if you like want to go as south as Central America, because at these latitudes there is no many places that where the weather is better. Like mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. pretty much uh, hot everywhere. Mm -hmm. So yeah, <laughs> or like warm Columbia. or humid. There I is think not, humidity, is, humidity, humidity is, is the hardest thing yeah. to fight here, um, yeah. which an air, an air conditioner takes care of. Yeah. It actually dehumidifies your space. Mm -hmm. It's conditioning air is what it's doing. So. Not only does it get cool, but it also cuts out that humidity. So, mm -hmm. if any company wants to sponsor us with an air conditioner, <laughs> likewise, Lauren and I would be very happy. <laughs> so, we need two air conditioners, guys, and uh, we are both on board. <laughs> we will make the shit out of content for you. <laughs> uh, okay, but so how did you get here? Uh, how did we get how did here? We get here? Okay, so I think that the turning point was. We were kind of hanging around in the deserts and in California in the winter. Um, that was about a year ago now. We were just like hanging around. Um, there were a ton of van life meetups. So we met a lot of other people that were just kind of um, hopping from one meetup to another. Mm -hmm. And we heard about a meetup in Baja called Escapar a la Baja. Um, and so, yeah, that, that happened in February. So we and some of our some of the friends that we met in in those meetups decided to caravan together to Baja 
and at first we were a little bit cautious about what road conditions would be like in Mexico. Is our van build even going to survive Mexico, etc. Um, but it turned out to be okay. We loved it. Baja was amazing. The culture was amazing. The food was phenomenal. And I think we met a couple more people that were planning to do the, the Pan American uh, journey. And we just fell in love with it. And yeah, we've been driving south ever since. Nice. That's dope. Uh, would you say the roads are pretty good in Baja compared to the rest of Central America? Or <laughs> like, what, how is it comparable? I think in general, the, the highways in Baja are pretty good. Yeah. The roads that go to some of the campsites that we went to were not that great. Washboard, uh, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Baja is famous for like a lot of like wild beaches that you can reach with your camper van, but uh, to reach them, you have to go for dirt yeah. roads and these like sandy roads. Mm -hmm. So you definitely need to have like gear to get unstuck mm -hmm. if you get on the sand. We got uh, stuck so many times. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think we got stuck in. Oh, we we did. We got stuck. Just that in one time we almost lost Negro. our van. To yeah. The ocean. Yeah. Other than that, we didn't get stuck. <laughs> our friends got stuck though that we yeah, were with, so we had to dig twice. them out. Yeah. And yeah, and like other friends that we were with, like our one friend Nelson has a big old bus, and he, he got, got really wicked stuck. stuck. Oh no. So yeah, so I mean like. I think that's kind of par for the course in Baja. If you don't get stuck in Baja, you haven't been in Baja. It's not. It's that's yeah. Part yeah. of the experience. real experience yeah. of Baja. But also, it's pretty easy to get out in Baja. Also, because like you're never so far away from other people, or yeah. so like you can be remote, but you could also like run back into like the one tienda in town and then mm -hmm. people will help you and i think yeah. every place in baja has a tow truck driver like every city <laughs> there there is some like, type of know. tow truck yeah. okay where yeah. central america it uh -huh. becomes like pretty hard like yeah. lake atatlan you know how hard it is to get a, a tow truck there it's pretty fucking hard but, oh. someone told us that you have some experience there yeah yeah I mean, we do for sure yeah you're gonna have to go watch the youtube video if you want to know what happened but yeah and that was a uh, that was what we were looking at like where they would be and it was at least two hours away you know to get so like imagine how come. much you have to pay for that tow truck to like yeah. drive the two yeah. hours to come get you drive down the mountain like mm. all of this stuff yeah i don't think i want to know yeah, um, yeah. no Whereas in Baja, it was like, we went into the town, we're like, we need a tow truck. They're like, okay, yeah. we'll be there in 30 minutes. Yeah. We're like, cool. We, we had so many people in uh, in Mexico that like were so nice and willing helpful. to help, helpful and wanted yeah. to help us. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. We, I have this other memory when we got stuck on like a, um, it was like a um, dry bed of a river mm -hmm. uh, full of rocks and uh, the van got stuck there and, uh, but like in five minutes we got like two families everybody yeah. was pushing yeah. the van and in each family there was at least one burly man <laughs> perfect <laughs> so that was handy yeah perfect with the force yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love awesome. that yeah. so what has been like your favorite maybe I don't I feel like it's always favorite so hard to be like so favorite hard. spot but like what have been some of the highlights of your trip down through like Mexico and Central America um Baja for sure Baja was magical um we really like climbing in El Potrero Chico. Um, this was in um, uh, Leon in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And uh, what else? What else? Lake Atitlan. Mm -hmm. We really like that one. Um, your turn. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I think. Did I already name the good yeah, ones? Yeah, <laughs> you already named the good ones, but I think uh, there are a lot of very interesting places in Mexico that 
if you have a chance of visiting, it's definitely worth it. Um, from like culture, like we went to uh, Real de Catorce, which is this like uh, 18th century silver gold mine. Yes, oh, cool. you have silver to you have to go through mine. like a like a, a tunnel to enter the city. There is no mm -hmm. other entrance, and yeah. it's like one lane. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not much bigger than our van. Yeah. Oh, and at the entrance before, when you pay the entrance fee, some lady um, goes outside with a with a stick to measure if your van is is small enough to fit through the so tunnel. We might not make it because we have the bags and stuff on the top. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, we, like we, we, yeah. This is that was a very yeah. interesting place. For example, like you cross this tunnel and you get into like this very old town. Mm -hmm. um, but many other like interesting places in Mexico that for the culture, uh, in Central America definitely like Lake Atitlan, uh, Antigua. Mm, we loved the, city, the mm -hmm. town of Antigua. Uh, I also really like Mexico City. Mm. Diego doesn't agree uh, because he thinks it's too chaotic, but I loved it. I, it felt like it had the right energy that I'm looking for in a city, and also it's super dog friendly. Mm. Um, the neighborhood that we spent a lot of our time in was La Condesa and that was the only part of Mexico where we saw these giant dog parks and like everywhere was dog friendly. Um, there were these big tree-lined avenues where you see like almost everyone has a dog. It was amazing. Um, it it yeah, was so definitely, it was definitely one of the like nicest <laughs> cities that, uh, that I have seen ever in like in Americas, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, it's still a city for me. So if, yeah. I, can, if I can get out, uh, I'm happier. Yeah. I'm right there with you, brother. I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking I, about was, all the tacos we ate in Mexico. I'm yeah. thinking city. about Roma. <laughs> Roma was awesome. Yeah. I really like Roma a lot. It's a uh -huh. similar, like you know, those lime trees and mm -hmm. you know, lime tree roads and uh, just like amazing food. A lot of culture. A lot mm -hmm. of uh, really happy, fun people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Art and galleries. just like great vegan tacos mm -hmm. on the street. That was, that was nice. Mm -hmm. That was like a good switch up for us because it's kind of hard to find vegan tacos throughout Mexico. And yeah. then all of a sudden <laughs> you find this, in the, you know, in this town. Uh, yeah. Um, what about, would you say there are any highlights even further south in Guatemala? Like, did you do anything in uh, Nicaragua or El Salvador or Honduras that were highlights? Um, um, so El Salvador surprised me. Mm. Um, I didn't expect to. S we ended up spending three weeks there, cool. which I didn't expect to. I thought we were just gonna drive through it, kind of. Um, but we ended up spending a lot of time, a lot of time in the mountain towns there. Mm -hmm. There's a route called R Ruta de las Flores. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you guys yeah, know. Yeah, we did. did. We yeah, just okay, put up okay. a video on it actually. Uh, oh, today. awesome! Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. So like going through each, like you know, from town to town, and then kind of passing through a lot of coffee farms was really interesting. Um, the weather up there was also really nice, mm -hmm. so that was that was a plus. Um, we did a volcano hike there, Santa Ana. Is that the one with the lake volcano? at the top? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Santa Ana volcano. Um, that one was cool. Yes, um, and then once yeah. we uh, crossed into uh, Honduras, we uh, went to visit the um, Mayan ruins in uh, Copan. That yeah. was a, like a nice mm -hmm. stop. Um, we visited a couple of other towns in Honduras, but uh, we didn't find any like um, uh, highlights on the route that we were following. How did uh, it feel safety-wise in Honduras? We we've been very lucky. Like we haven't, we never had any is safety issue. 
Uh, mm -hmm. But the but country also... is definitely more poor than mm -hmm. uh, the rest of Central America, so you do want to be a bit more cautious and uh -huh. you also feel a bit more like tense, yeah. maybe like driving mm -hmm. around. Yeah. I think the, the biggest part for me was that we were the only tourists that we saw throughout the entire, our entire stay there. Um, and then I guess the locals aren't used to seeing a camper van from, yeah. from California driving mm -hmm. around. Uh, so we got a lot of interesting looks. <laughs> mm -hmm. but, um, but at the same time, yeah. like we, we really want to stress it. Like we, everything went very smoothly yeah, for us. We and never had any anything, issue. We were treated with so much kindness. The, the first night that we entered Honduras, it was getting late. We were driving on this mountain pass and it was super foggy and rainy and we felt really unsafe to continue the drive. Um, so we parked by this little um, comedor, uh, eater, uh, restaurant. Mm -hmm. um, super nice family hosted us for the night. They let us park in their, in their um, like farm area um, and they yeah, yeah they, and they, we they ate wanted, uh, dinner with them. Yeah, we um, eat, we we eat dinner with them. They wanted to take a picture with us. Uh, <laughs> uh, we spent yeah. the evening ch chatting with them. Uh, they were explaining us yeah. like their local food. Uh, uh -huh. So they did also warn us about like you know things like the road that, yeah. that was really bad and um, robbers yeah. are you know they're always a thing to be mindful about. Of course. Um, but yeah, like we we were really lucky. Cool. Nothing uh, happened. I guess like one thing like to understand is more that uh, in North America we usually feel safe mm -hmm. to urban camp and just like uh, sleep on the street like where we find like like a nice parking area uh, mm -hmm. but in uh, Central America and this is kind of like valid for most of Central America even like Guatemala mm -hmm. and Salvador mm -hmm. Nicaragua even we, here in Costa Rica in Costa Rica we were more looking for like uh, private areas so if we could find like a a restaurant that was mm -hmm. willing to let us park inside their gate mm -hmm. or like a family that could like let us park in their garden that's always a plus and mm -hmm. it just makes increase yeah. the feeling of safety yeah, yeah. a little well, bit more security yeah but when we do when we aren't able to find private um campgrounds and we end up urban camping we tend to stick to um busy areas like a, like a plaza mm -hmm. you know um like a park in the middle of a of a town, yeah. um, where there are restaurants all around and there are a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, that gives us cameras. some yeah. safety. Yeah. Some yeah. Level even of safety. even in Honduras, we we had to do a couple of like urban camping nights, and uh, um, you you do feel a bit un more uneasy. But mm -hmm. uh, we park maybe um, across the street from the police station, yeah, and uh, or mm -hmm. like in the central plaza yeah. again, like Ooh, or close at the by the fire, police station. Fire station. Or the like fire parking station. at the fire station has one. been like a favorite. Nice of us. They're yeah. usually super super uh, nice. We've never tried that yet, but yeah. we've heard of many people doing. Uh, it. A uh -huh. lot of like fire stations have like l very large parking lot, mm -hmm. and they are always looking for like some donation to just keep running their like fire operation. Sure. Yeah. So have you found that you've paid for a lot more camping in Mexico and Central America than you did in North America? Um, for sure. Yes. <laughs> we barely yeah. paid for anything in North America. We always went for the free campsites. Me um, Mexico is still uh, similar to US. So in Mexico, we were still like not paying for camping. But mm -hmm. uh, south of Mexico, uh, probably more than half of the nights we would be paying for like uh, some just some uh, tip 
to the family who will be hosting us. Mm -hmm. yeah, and, yeah. and like just for a little bit of advice, if you don't have IO Overlander, it's a great app to have while you're going down south in Central America. There's up-to-date things, and it's telling you like if somebody got robbed in an area or if they didn't. Uh, you know, like if they had a nice, quiet, tranquil night. You know, that it will all be written in I Overlander. We we all use it a lot down here, and it's it's been a savior to us. I feel like uh, mm -hmm. even like roads like down here in Costa Rica, especially there's a lot of river crossings. And just like today, I was looking to see like for our next stop, and I was like, all right, well, I guess we can't take 160 because. There's river crossings that are like 50 centimeters deep. Yeah. And there's and like five in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you make it through the one, you've got yeah. four more. That uh -huh. means you might have to like come back and do it all over again. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a crapshoot sometimes. Uh -huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're all getting hungry. We're all getting tired. We're all feeling the heat of the van. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's wrap it up with our final question. We always like to ask everybody... If you had like a word of wisdom or like a piece of advice that you would give somebody who's just starting out on the road or who's just thinking about van life. Or who's thinking to like drive down through Central America, do the trip that we're all doing right now. Mm -hmm. What would be like your, your words of wisdom? Hmm. Hmm. I go first. So for me, uh, <laughs> chase your dream. Like if you want to do it, uh, you Ooh. should... 100% mm -hmm. go for it and uh, make it a reality mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, it's definitely more enriched than what you might think and mm -hmm. uh, that's what you want to do get it love it it's beautiful. for me it's um, people are a lot nicer than you think uh, in general like I've always been surprised by how kind other people could be um, I between the both of us like I'm the one who's always like thinking about oh the what, what things could go wrong and like what what if we get stuck blah 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 and and some of these things have happened um but in almost all of these incidents people have been around to to help us out mm -hmm. like people are are so nice mm -hmm. every people are very like most likely people aren't out to get you <laughs> yeah. people are very very kind and they are willing to help you and and get to and are curious about you um so that has been a very special learning for me too mm -hmm. i think that's especially true in mexico and central america as well like people look at these countries and they're afraid and they yeah. don't want to come but uh -huh. like people here are just as nice you know you hear on the news oh you're gonna get robbed or you're gonna get you know mm -hmm. beaten up or murdered or yeah. whatever but like and for sure like that reality exists sure too. Like, the statistics say so. yeah but then but. also the majority of people yeah. and the majority of travelers yeah. and the, like the overwhelming majority of people who come to visit these countries mm -hmm. have an amazing time and the people who live here are amazing mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a beautiful thing that we're all experiencing something very similar and the fact that we're all coming to a very similar conclusion about people around the world and if you just get out there and travel a bit and you know live your life to the fullest you will see the same things that we're all seeing and if you have a positive mindset that's gonna just help you get that picture even quicker i think and it'll all be fna make sure you subscribe to their youtube channel fna van life all right